0: If you're an entrepreneur, you know what it means to take personal and financial risks, create jobs that support your community, and devote most of your time to your business. But do you know how to plan for a successful exit from your business? Do you know who should be involved in creating your succession or transition plan and the steps along the way? Welcome to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors. The podcast theme is inspired by critically acclaimed business author Bo Burlingham, author of Finish Big, How Great Entrepreneurs Exit Their Companies on Top. In this podcast, you'll hear success stories of exit plans done right, and pick up practical tips based on years of legacy business advisors' expertise and knowledge about the largest and most important financial transaction of your life. Now, on to the show.
1: Welcome to the Finish Big Podcast with your host, Mark Dorman. Today, we're talking about the process at Legacy Business Advisors. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello there, Mark, and thank you for joining us today. Good
2: morning, Wendy. How are you?
1: Oh, just great. Now, today, we wanted to talk a little bit about the history of Legacy Business Advisors. Yeah,
2: well, thank you. Uh, it's great to be with you. Uh, Legacy Business Advisors was founded uh, about 15 years ago. It really is a subset of my primary practice or profession, which was financial consulting to business owners. And I stumbled along a um, uh, this exit planning space, so to speak. And I think I shared a story, story with you before, but I was actually walking through the Midway Airport. And uh, I just sold a big part of my business to my former partner and was looking kind of for the next chapter of my life. And I was, as I was walking through Midway, I saw one of those six foot banners and it said, finish big uh, with the cover of Bo's book, how great entrepreneurs exit their business on top. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was really almost like an epiphany. And I said to myself, wow, uh, immediately, I uh, deborted the plane, and before I'd gotten in the taxi, I'd stopped at the bookstore, and they had a stand, and I picked up the book, and I began reading it that night, and that's where I was uh, first introduced to not only Bo Burlingham, but the whole exit planning conundrum, if you will. From there, I just did a ton of research, uh, began traveling throughout the Midwest to see different speakers, enrolled in many, many professional certification classes, and I knew I had the client base that really had a need for this discussion. And that really is the discussion of how to transition and you know, how to successfully transition out of one's business, land on their feet financially secure on the other side. So the process uh and, and our firm was really launched at that particular time. And I would tell, you know, to be honest with you, it's kind of evolved. Uh, it has uh, specifically, you know, started out with maybe two or three parts. But as I completed engagement after engagement, uh, I saw similar elements uh, in every business, which I'll share with you here in this morning's show, uh, whereby that it just kind of evolved and, and, and got a lot broader and deeper. And that really became the genesis of not only legacy businesses, advisors, but our process as a whole.
1: You know, what's striking to me is one, that billboard slash advertisement really worked. Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. For one, for two, it changed your whole outlook on what you were going to do moving forward.
2: Absolutely. And and it created a really terrific friend in Bo because I'm just that kind of strange individual. I'm like, who's this Bo Burlingham? And, you know, as I'm getting on the taxi into the downtown Chicago, I'm googling him and i see all these books that he's read and i immediately read all those and and then uh, i pinged him at boburlingham.com uh and found out that he was going to be back in chicago and uh i went back about four months later uh saw him present at a uh a seminar uh, had arranged to have a coffee with him and you know kind of i wouldn't say the rest is history so to speak but we just engaged in a really nice relationship i Subsequently, brought him to both Cleveland and Akron to speak to a group of my clients and a group of bank clients that uh, we had sponsored a program with, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I shared my process and my business model with him, and and he said to me, "Hey, you got something here, and uh, you know, keep at it because the demand is huge in this marketplace."
1: So, it's also a lesson in you know just reach out, just ask the question, just try, because you never know what's going to happen. But you do know that if you don't ever reach out or try, nothing will happen. Yeah, I mean, you you know,
2: don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call because someone might answer it, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was great.
1: Let's talk about your team. Who is on the LBA team?
2: Yeah, so the LBA team is comprised of eight individuals. Dave Kaczarski, who's our director of financial planning, And you say, well, why would you have financial planning in a succession planning or exit planning practice? Well, a big component of uh, exit planning or succession planning is financial preparedness for the owner and assessing their level of one's preparedness and arranging their personal financial plan, transition plan to play in concert with the succession plan. Uh, So he's uh, one of our key members. Another key member would be uh, Nikki Cook. Nikki is a, a 25-year veteran uh, in the retirement plan space. Again, retirement planning becomes a huge component of exit planning. Uh, and then one of our uh, most recent additions is uh, Chris Goble. Chris and his family ran an organization called Great Lakes Trailways, a big charter bus company, and uh, did about $40 million in revenue and successfully exited sold that business to private equity chris stayed on to run that company and uh, was with coach usa and then eventually departed and uh, chris and i went to high school together so i thought wouldn't it be great to have a an individual who's actually successfully exited uh, a mid-market company on your team to provide wisdom and uh, advice to exiting owners so those would be the three key players in addition to those, we're, uh, we have a terrific support team that helps work with our clients, guide them, et cetera. Primarily, we are networked uh, tremendously with bankers, accountants, uh, and attorneys, and really, you know, we we exist to serve the small to mid-sized business community and helping them get their hands around what'll really be the you know the 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 most the largest financial transaction of their life, and that would be the exit of their business.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the process, like, you know, we contact you, what's the first thing that we do?
2: Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, so we, we've developed a five-step process, and I'll outline the five steps here uh, at a high level, and then I'll, I'll dive a little deeper into each step. But the, the five steps are to identify one's objectives, evaluate essentially the present state of affairs, if you will, design a plan and then implement that plan. And then the last stage, which is really kind of the secret sauce in our office is to monitor that plan, right? I mean, sometimes exit plans and exit planners uh, can can be characterized a bit in the similar camp as strategic planning, where a company might hire a consultant to author, create along with, business leadership, a strategic plan, and then they set it on the shelf and they really need to be coached and held accountable. And this is the monitor process, the monitor part of our process rather. So as we circle back and we dive deeper into those five steps, you know, identifying your objectives becomes really the key. So at an initial meeting that if you were to call, uh, if we were to sit down and talk, or if I was to speak with anyone who's listening, you know, the first step would be to, to determine your exit timeline, right? When are you looking to transition out of your business? Uh, what does that transition look like? Define transition, right? Is it a full stop, like a full hard stop? I sell it and hand you the keys, Wendy? Or is it I kind of have a glide path out of my business. And for many of our clients, that that timeline might be undetermined, but they have a different need, kind of planning for the continuity of their business should something tragic happen to them or any of their key employees. Once we develop uh, a business exit timeline, we then do the critical next step, which is to really understand and determine what the value of their business is today. And this is key and in our previous couple of shows, we talked about how few business owners actually know what the value of their business is, right? And it, and the statistics are something like, 98% of all small business owners have no idea what their business is worth, which is critically important when you're trying to determine how do I transition and uh, and how much income can I generate from this business? So those would be
1: the two key items. When do I want to leave and what's my business worth? So Mark, when is a good time to start this exploration? Um, Is there a timeline of when you should start questioning this, the 10 years before you're thinking of getting at it, five years before you're thinking of getting out of it?
2: Well, I think the, uh, the answer would be at least three years, right? Best, probably five. But, you know, Bo Burlingham outlines in his book that, you know, if you go through an exit planning process and, you know, he's shared with me that he thought ours was kind of the best he'd seen, the worst thing that can happen is you'll have a better business right? So it's always critical to kind of begin with the end in mind. But I would say, you know, any, anywhere from at least three years, uh, and, and probably at best five years, because you're really, you know, not only trying to determine what your business is worth, but identify elements or qualities within your business that are holding you
1: back, if you will. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing we talk about is evaluating. Yeah. But before we do that, a couple more you know
2: items in the identification stages, right? So we now know when I want to leave, what my business is worth. Next question would be, how much do you need to retire, Wendy? So if you say, hey, I need 150,000 a year or 200,000 a year, whatever your number is, I need to determine how how much money do I need to retire? What sources of income do I have? So including social security, maybe you have a military pension, And then the rest is going to be coming out of savings and investment. But for most small business owners in America and around the world, you know, know, the vast majority of their retirement will be funded by some type of transition out of their business. At least that's what they hope, right? So therefore, you go back and say, well, then I have to know what my business is worth, right? Just kind of kills me as I travel around uh, the Midwest. You know, you ask business owners how much their business is worth, and they say, I have no idea. Right. I think it's worth this, or I've been told I could get six times EBITDA or 10 times EBITDA. And they have no clue. But when I ask them, you know, how's your 401k performing? Hey, I'm down, you know, $100,000. So they'll know what's in their retirement plan, but they have no idea what's in the largest asset that they own.
1: So how do you go about finding that, Mark? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, you know, is there like a simple formula solution or somewhere you go to? Figure that out.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, traditional value, I mean, there are traditional valuation methodologies, right? It's usually a multiple of earnings and there are, you know, you know, four different ways to value a business asset, book, enterprise, etc. But most business owners, the reason why most business owners don't know what their business is worth is because it has always historically been very expensive to find out, you know, anywhere between eight to twenty thousand dollars for a valuation. Uh, and it's always been kind of a lot of work. At least it's been thought to be. Recently, in the last uh, seven or eight years, there have been some uh, cloud-based uh, solutions. Uh, I think the ones that come top to mind, my good friend Michael Carter in Philadelphia formed a company called BizEquity. Uh, and they're the largest online business valuation firm in the world. Chuck Richards has got a company called Core Value. Uh, there's another one called Capitalize out of Australia, and these are all cloud-based uh, and they're all driven off of alg- algorithms and benchmarking data, et cetera. So it's become much more affordable to understand what the vi- value of their business, uh, one one's business is, and really almost no excuse now to not to find out, right? So th- those resources are out there. Okay you know, where we go as far as the next step would be to evaluate one's objectives, right? So, you know, we now we've identified when I want to leave, what my business is worth and how much I need to retire, right? That's kind of the the starting point. That's kickoff, if you will, for if we were talking football earlier before the show, you know, the next item or step in the process would be to evaluate really what your preferred succession path would be right? Am I going to transition my business to insiders, people in the building? Uh, And that could be family members. It could be key employees. It could be all your employees through an employee stock ownership plan. Or am I apt to look at maybe selling my business to a third party? And for many of our owners, that becomes, uh, many of our clients, that becomes their preferred path because maybe they don't have key people that are capable of running their business or they don't have family members in their business last but not least, another item that we explore is becoming what we call the investor owner, which is essentially, you know, when we determine that a business owner business is maybe unexitable, and we can circle back on that later. And then we'll ask them, well, why would you sell your business asset, your best asset, right? Your best performing asset? Why not invest in it, going back to that three to five year starting point? Let's get a, a jump on the game. Let's maybe bring some professional management in and you elevate yourself to that CEO or chairperson role. And from there, you're just going to live off the income of your largest asset, that being your business. So that would be the first thing that we evaluate. What is your preferred path? From there, we're going to identify the gap between what do I need to make and what is my business and other assets capable of producing from an income perspective? Once we determine what that gap is, we're then gonna kind of lay out the items that can produce income. Again, social security, perhaps you have a pension, savings and investment, maybe some real estate. You own a business. How much is that business worth? How much income can it generate? And determine you know, how the stars align there. What spigot we're gonna turn on first. And then I think most critical step is to really evaluate or analyze the health of your business right so is your business capable of being transitioned and for our listeners out there this is a critical area right so many businesses that we have found are just non-transferable and we talked about this in our previous show where you know the owners are they cast such a big shadow when they walk into the room and they are the business right or they have customer high customer concentration so again your opening question when should we start Well, the sooner the better, because we have to understand, do we have any elements that might derail us from a successful exit? And how healthy is my business from an operational perspective, from a financial perspective, and from a leadership perspective?
1: Okay, so now we're going to get into designing?
2: Correct. So we know what our objectives are. We know our present state, if you will. We've evaluated our present state. So now we're going to make the soup, right? We're going to design you know, our plan and we're going to build a customized roadmap roadmap rather that outlines your objectives and provides the strategies and
1: tactics
2: to help you meet those objectives, right? We're going to examine various what-if scenarios. So what if key employees were to depart? What if there was a death of a key employee? What if we had the loss of a key customer you know, somewhere along the way? How can we de-risk our business? we focus on our on our with our clients both on a primary so option A and a secondary option B plan right because we also know that and our experience tells us that sometimes option A doesn't come to pass and option A maybe falls apart so we have to have a the ability to pivot into a second secondary plan the key is here is that we do all of the above in collaboration with their existing advisor team right so we're kind of quarterbacking Shouldn't say kind of. We are quarterbacking their advisor team, their accountant, their attorney, maybe their financial advisor, any other maybe business coaches. Uh, we maybe we're bringing in interim CFOs or fractional CFOs, etc. We may be leaning out of business. Everything that we can do to you know meet their objectives of increasing value, increasing the odds of a successful outcome, and and essentially de risking everything that's in the room.
1: And what I like about that is it looks like you're looking to identify roadblocks, things that can without go question. wrong and making I mean, sure question. there is a backup you know, one plan. One thing we know
2: is things will change, right? I mean, you know, heading into it, we had a case, uh, we had multiple cases as we started this process and all of a sudden the global ca- pandemic hits. Well, the pause button was, you know, hit on exit planning and the, the balance of those two, two and a half, three years was survival, right? So we had to work with our partner, our our partner client, partner with our client to make sure that everything was still with the end in mind. It might have kicked that exit down a few years, if you will, but we're constantly reshuffling the deck to make sure that we're strong enough. The business is strong enough and the objectives are still remain the primary focus throughout the process. So the next step then is to. Implement. Correct. So we understand we've identified where we want to go. We've evaluated our present steps or our present uh, state of affairs, if you will. We've designed our plan and now we implement it. So during the implementation process, this is where the execution would go, right? And this aligns with Bo Burlingham's book, by the way. So we're coordinating the efforts of your advisor team to either structure new documents, structure new financing improve the business performance, we're de-risking the business as much as possible, we're focusing our attention on building value within the business to make it more valuable and we're considering various funding solutions. So for example, if we need to increase retirement savings outside the business, we're starting to examine how can we extract value today maybe send it forward in a tax efficient manner and we implement these solutions and arrange these steps all in concert again with your existing advisors and this is key.
1: So when it comes to the last step monitor this is where you had mentioned earlier it's it's a lot of coaching involved.
2: Correct, correct. So what I started in this journey in this space uh the one element that really kept me awake and I was dissatisfied with is we would you know, run through this at what was at that time a four step process identify, evaluate, design, and implement. But our clients kept saying, well, well, hang on a second, Mark, you can't just leave us literally hanging here. I need some assistance. I need to be held accountable because what happens when you run a business is you get sucked into the undertow day in and day out. So, any, anyone who's listening today, as soon as you, you know, turn off this podcast, you're going to maybe pick up the phone and boom, your, your attention is drawn to something else. It's like the tyranny of the urgent, as I've, as I've been told before, and as I've, I've experienced myself many, many times. So we needed a platform to provide accountability to one's objectives. So what we decided to do was to have our clients engage members of our team. So for example, Chris Gobel, as I mentioned earlier, who serves as a coach for individual business. So let's say, Wendy, you were a client of ours. We design a plan. And instead of just handing that plan off to you, we say, now we're going to meet every 30 days for an hour and a half. And that discussion is going to simply be, here's what we committed to doing last time relative to your exit plan. here What have you accomplished? right? And what are the open items list? And constantly moving things up in terms of priority. In addition to that, we set uh, we set up a number of peer-to-peer advisory boards. So we actually purchased a, a franchise with the Alternative Board out of Denver, uh, also known as TAB, the Alternative Board TA. And we would bring our business owners together in a room once a month for four hours. And they would share, hey, here's my exit planning objective. Here's my de- potential, you know, my uh, scheduled departure date. Here's everything we're working on. And they would share issues, challenges, and opportunities with other exiting business owners. And that's where we saw the magic happen. In fact, Bo Burlingham said, that's the secret sauce right there.
1: So it's a way to observe what can go wrong and what could go right. Correct and and you know a lot of times when you
2: get uh, you receive coaching and certainly in a peer to peer environment from other business owners it's not so much what they might tell you to do but it what they'll steer you away from not doing right and they'll say hey I tried this or here's you know here's the you know uh, some of the success I had or call this individual they could really help you with that challenge and as, as we're going through this monitoring process it's always going back and reminding you the client hey. Wendy, here's your objective. Remember, this is what we said our goal was, and this is our date. So you can't just continue to kick this can down the road. We really need to, st- you know, it's our job to hold you accountable to your goals and objectives. And, and it, it, that's, as I said, that's where the magic, that's really where the light went on it. And our practice really took off from there.
1: So when a plan is not working out as hoped, as should what do we do at that point? I mean, I think
2: you'd have to examine first of all, exa- examine why, right? Do you have unrealistic objectives? Uh, and we've certainly seen that over the years, right, where uh, an individual says, "Hey, I need to make X number of dollars," but there's no way their business uh, or their savings can produce that kind of income. So we have to really, you know, come to have a have a real come to Jesus discussion with them about. You're 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 spending more money than you, you possibly can can generate from the sale of your business, and in that case, sometimes the answer is, as I said, you you can't sell this business because you you know you will never retire comfortably. If the if it is a matter of uh, their business not being valuable enough, well, let's assess where it is today, and what are the elements that we can focus on or the levers we can utilize to increase the value of that business. And that's, you know, that's all part of the exit planning process.
1: Okay. As we come up on time, is there anything else that you want to add?
2: No, I think that um, I, the one thing that I would share with our, with our audience, you say, you know, well, well, this alignment that this show has with, with Bo Burlingham and the terrific book, Finish Big, it really, you know, one of the highest compliments I've ever received professionally is, is, is from Bo Burlingham, uh, who said that, you know, that. This process that I just laid out before you—this five-step process: identify, evaluate, design, implement, and monitor—is, you know, what Bo said, the best model he has seen for providing business owners with the advice and support they need to develop a sound transition plan and maximize the chances of that business own- owner winding up happy, at peace, and financially secure at the end of the process. And I don't think we could ever receive higher praise from anyone in this industry, specifically a gentleman who's interviewed tens of thousands of business owners throughout his career.
1: And with that, do we want to spill the beans that we may be having an appearance of someone soon on the
2: Yeah. Very, very excited, Wendy. Thank you for teeing that up. We have got uh, Bo Burlingham coming up in episode four. And I think what we're going to do is maybe break it down into two two two-part series, but just really understand his background and his passion for business and entrepreneurship and certainly the exit planning process itself.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to that for sure. So tell me, Mark, how can people get in touch with you?
2: Well, uh, we are always at the ready at 330 350-5410 350-5410 or you can reach uh, reach us at
1: www.legacybusinessadvisors.com okay, Thank you so much and thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow and share this podcast Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell.
0: Thank you We hope you enjoyed listening to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes are available. Learn more at LegacyBusinessAdvisors.com or call 330-350-5410. Please be aware the information in these podcasts represent the views and opinions of our guests and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Legacy Business Advisors. The content is for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your legal or tax professional with any questions regarding your specific situation.